Hello and welcome back to the She Invest podcast. I am your host, Allie Fugit. And I'm Carrie Douglas. And uh, we are She Invest. So uh, today we thought that we would kind of come and give you some real-time updates on what we're currently going through uh, with our hotels and uh, just the process of uh, everything that we're having to go through, whether it's technology that we're doing or design or, you know, real, just in the thick of things because uh, it's a lot of good conversational points. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was really excited to just talk a little bit more and share with you, Allie, about like what we've decided to do in terms of our tech stack. Um, so that's what I've been working on this past week. Um, do you want me to just dive into that? Is that cool? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So I vetted a few property management systems this past week. Um, and I know that a lot of people coming from the short-term rental state space are um, using like um, owner res or guesty or hospitable. And um, I decided since I'm starting from scratch where, where I'm going to be building a new tech stack from the ground up for 30 units all at once that are all on one piece of property, um, I wanted to vet the hotel tech stack options. So I had a meeting with um, CloudBeds, I had a meeting with SiteMinder, and I had a meeting with Muse. And um, of those three, I've decided I'm going to work with um, CloudBeds. I don't work for any of these people. I'm not getting paid by any of these people, by the way. Um, I'm just sharing kind of what my experience is. And I think like there was nothing bad about any of them. I think just for me, um, Cloudbed seems a little more comprehensive. Like it seemed like a one-stop shop for everything. And while it might not be quite as robust and might not go quite as deep in each of its features, it was, it, it did kind of um, encompass everything that I was looking for. Whereas like Muse and SiteMinder both went really deep. Like they are both very robust tools in their particular like niche of what they offer. Um, but I, but then you have to add on some other pieces in addition to, to be comprehensive, to get all the pieces that you need. So um, I don't feel like, I feel like if I had um, more than 30 units, like if I maybe had 50 or 60 or a hundred that, you know, going with those more robust tools that go more deep into that specific niche would have been, you know, more beneficial. And I would have added on a separate you know, booking engine and a separate channel manager and a separate PMS. And I would have just made sure they all talk to each other. Um, but for the purposes of this for 30 rooms and just kind of keeping it as, as broad as possible, um, CloudBed seemed like the best fit for me. So I made that decision this week. And then um, we have chosen. Can I, can I ask a question on that real quick? Please, please. Um, so just for like people out there that don't know. So um can you kind of explain the difference between like what SiteMinder offers and what Muse and CloudBeds sure. offer? Yeah. So CloudBeds has a PMS, a booking engine, a uh, channel manager. They have purchased Whistle recently, which is a guest communication platform. Um, so you can do, uh, you can integrate there are some lock integration features with that. It might be a little bit limited, so I might still need to add links um, or something to that effect. But I, I haven't explored that enough yet to know. Um, but Whistle has um, pre-programmed messaging via text. They have some AI 
integration, like where if the guest sends a text message that includes certain words, it can have an autoresponder um, that takes care of, of addressing that concern for the guest via text. And then it can also notify you like, hey, if the AI system wasn't able to come up with an answer within you know 20 seconds, it'll send me a, a notification or my team a notification um, that I need to step in and manually handle the question. Um, it has um, the ability to take payments. So they have their own like white label, like it looks like it's your website that's taking the payments. Same thing with the direct booking engine. It looks like it's on your website. It's not taking you to like a third party platform to book. Um, so it seemed really, it seemed like real, like it had kind of everything that I was looking for. Um, and they do have their own price intelligence tool that I might add on, but they will also be integrating with Price Labs in the future. The difference then is that um, Muse is really just a PMS that can take payments and apparently they handle chargebacks for you, which I thought was really neat. Um, huge value yeah. proposition there, I know for some people. Um, they have a guest portal. Um, they can do like add-on purchasing through that guest portal. Um, like if you wanna charge for late checkout or wine or whatever you want to charge for um their their property management system though is so robust um they can do like maintenance requests and like tasks or tickets um reservation overview the timeline it's a drag and drop and cancellation they you can do like rentable spaces so if you have a clubhouse or a common space that someone wants to rent out you can actually put that on there as like a rentable space um you can have customer profiles. So like really the, the CRM piece of um, like labeling and tagging your customers to try to, you know, continue to market them in the future. Um, really, really neat if you were like running a true hotel that had more rooms, like a really great PMS, but they do not have a booking engine or a channel manager integrated. So you would need to get that from another party. And so that was what I was trying to possibly get from SiteMinder if I had wanted to work with Muse. And so then SiteMinder would have been like this additional company that I need to have an account with and an interaction with and additional charges. I think the bottom line would have been very similar, like the cost would have been similar, but it's just more pieces for me to manage. And mm -hmm. um, the SiteMinder booking engine um, for direct bookings seemed really great. Um, the channel manager is exceptional and they have some specific like Google insights, although Cloudbeds does allow you to be listed on Google hotels. Um, there's a specific like insights and metrics piece that comes from SiteMinder that's kind of neat to have. Um, but it's just, uh, it, it was just too many pieces for me to try to manage at the scale that I'm at right now. If I had more units in my, in my property or if I was doing multiple hotels, I would probably have considered the Muse SiteMinder combo. Yeah, and I think that's important though, like when you are making decisions like what you talked about is the more systems you add, the more interfaces you add, like as you are building a team around this hotel, right? It just adds more complexity to it. And like yeah. the name of the game is like keeping it simple. And so the less that we have to learn and teach these people, the better off we're going to be. Yeah, fewer um, logins to like few, fewer systems to have to log into to look at things was definitely what I was kind of thinking about. And 
And that's why like, I loved my presentation that I had with links. I thought they were fantastic. Um, I was very pleased and they integrated with all the, the options that I was yeah. considering. Um, but there is a potential to use through CloudBeds. There is some um, lock integration. And so I, I will continue to explore that. And maybe on a future update, I can share what I find. But if if the if there's something through CloudBeds and Whistle that, that integrates and I just have one less system that my staff has to log into, I might consider it, um, even if it's slightly less robust. So, um, but that's just me and my personal, like, motivations and and my personal value proposition right like why am i interested in this software um there are some people who might be you know trying to run a true motel that has a ballroom and they really want to focus on weddings and bookable spaces and um more reporting features then muse would probably be a great option so i i really i loved them both i thought they were fantastic um, and again, the pricing would have been very similar. So it wasn't about price. It was just about like, what do I really need right now? So, and yeah, all of yeah, not the reps who I worked with were fantastic. They were so helpful. Yeah, and I think it's good that you did like thorough research because like not just jumping on the, you know, the wagon with everybody else, like, because like for us, um, like when we, when we did research on like what we were going to use for our hotel, it, it very much came back to again like how many softwares do we want to use because mm -hmm. for a hotel like obviously cloud beds or muse is like definitely more geared to that right uh they're more geared towards that multi-family space essentially mm -hmm. um but for us like we have a larger portfolio of co-hosted properties so it was do we do multiple PMS platforms and channel managers, or can we just stick to like, is there one that can be all encompassing? Um, which is yeah. at the time while we went with Guesty, but um, you know, who's to say in the future, like we don't, we don't switch, but I think it was just for simplicity and, and the current state that we're in um, for making sure that our teams it, it's fluid. Right. And it's, right. we are used to it and easy and, it's something that's teachable for us. So, but I'm yeah. glad that you're doing it now because that's like super important before you get into the thick of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you brought up a really good point. Uh, number one, that like if you have a larger STR portfolio and you're already managing those units, like having a separate PMS for the boutique hotel would have been annoying, right? But for me, this is it's really starting from the ground up with this property right now. Um, because you know we've decided to sell our our other one that we have so um for us like it just made more sense to start from scratch but i would say like for anyone who's kind of leaning into the boutique hotel space and that's the direction you want to go like these are important conversations you know to have um and then you brought up another good point to Allie about just doing the work on the front end. Like I didn't want to start with one PMS and then wonder if the grass was greener somewhere else when I, when I get frustrated, like if, if I come upon an issue and I'm like, what, you know, I didn't want to be asking myself, Oh, should I switch? You know, like I wanted to kind of have all the information ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's good. Good to do your due diligence for that. Yeah. So uh, what else did you get on this week? Um, the other thing I did was I set up, uh, I got the internet installed. I um, received my StayFi. We're using StayFi, um, Ubiquity, Unify. I feel like they're all 
all these words are like interchangeable. So there's a, the company is Unify and they make a ubiquity um, access point. We picked the long range. We're going to put at least six of them across the three acre property. I'm not sure how many we'll end up needing, but it, it'll probably be at least six because we're it's such a large, you know, piece of par piece of property with rooms spread out across it. Um, and then we ordered them through a company called Stayfy which has pre-programmed some software on the internet access point so that when my guests connect to the Wi-Fi, they'll land on what's called a splash page. And it'll say like, hey, welcome to our boutique hotel's Wi-Fi. Please just put in your email um, and then check this box if you're okay with us sending you an occasional coupon, but not blowing up your inbox. Um, so that is uh, in the works. We haven't installed the access points, but the internet is set up. Um, I've also got a the phone number that already existed on the property i'm um, going to be forwarding to a cell phone um and we will get our we also got our own brand new phone number but there are some people who you know had the old number saved that we're still using it so i don't want to miss out on those guests um the big the big conversation that's taken place over the last week about phones in the boutique hotel conversations i've been a part of is like how many phone calls you're going to get so I remember um, one of the guys we were chatting with said, hey, it's it's real. Like you're going to have so many more phone calls instead of online bookings. And um, so I just want to make sure we're prepared for that. So I'm working on that this week. Um, awesome. Yeah. Hmm, so you thinking about like going with like something like Ring Central to do that with or are you just going to just do some call forwarding for now? Um, I'm going to do the call forwarding until I get um everything synced up with like the airbnb account etc because um there are some systems that won't allow you to use a voice over ip number mm -hmm. um, so once i have all those systems established then i'll switch it to a voice over ip number um the internet company allowed me to bundle cell phone for free for the first year like they did i think they're just trying to get mobile customers they're trying to get cell phone customers. And so they were like, yeah, if, if you set this up with your internet, it's free for the first year. I was like, okay. So, um, so I figure once that year comes up, then I'll switch it over to a voiceover IP after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that part? And then I could, otherwise there's more that I did this week that I'll tell you too. Yeah, no. Um, I think, I think that's great. No, I, I mean, so the calls are going to be outrageous, right? Like when we went back and pulled the data from the hotel that we bought, the calls are insane on top of, like you just said, like the conversations that we've been a part of this week. Um, I guess when you buy something like this, like coming from like just the regular short-term rental world, you don't think about calls being a thing, right? Because we message everybody. Yeah. But, um, but, but then you put yourself in that situation when I go somewhere, if I am staying in a hotel and I want to know about something, I call them. Yeah. Like, so I, you know, just like getting in that right mental space for that, but I think you're on the right track and I'm, uh, that, that piece is, I'm, that's a smart move for you. Like a little, you know, again, no bill for the cell phone call for there and let it rot until you're ready to connect everything. So mm -hmm. good move. Yeah. Because then I can connect, um, like, and I, and I think cloud beds will have some things connected as well. So I'm not sure how it's all going to work, but if I need to have like a legit cell phone number to connect to Airbnb, I want to have that available. So mm -hmm. that'll get me, like I said, through the first year. So, um, yeah. so then also this week, um, 
I reached out to the wallpaper people. Um, so <laughs> we're going to segue from tech over to, um, you know, design and build out. But I, um, I talked with them a little bit. They sent me some ideas from their catalog that they thought might work for my space, but I think we're going to end up tweaking something that's already in their catalog, which is really cool that they allow you to kind of do something custom. I, I've yeah. loved working with them so far. You had a great experience too, right? Can you share? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so the, um, I do want to like, just let everybody know what it is. It's called the wallpaper store. And um, they're out of Miami, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Miami, Florida. Um, amazing. My rep is Fanny. I think that's who Carrie is working with as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, super customizable. Like, literally, um, I just sent them what I'm looking for and the vibe with kind of the mood board. And they came back with like spot on wallpapers, beautiful, beautiful wallpapers. But then they also have like, a contract with Shutterstock and you can search and pull up any image on there. I mean, there's thousands of images on there. So if you can't find something to meet your needs, then it's like, it's kind of impossible. Right. But, um, but yeah, I actually, the design that I went with was one that they had already had previously and it was in their catalog and they were able to go in and customize it to add IR hotel is the mallard. Um, and so, the mallard is a type of duck, right? And so they were able to add mallard ducks into the wallpaper. And it turned and so out it so cute. cute. It, I love yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the website for this company is www.wallpaperstoremiami.com. And the email that I've been communicating through is wallpaperstoremiami at gmail.com. And Fanny is her name. So I did the same thing you did. I just said like, here's here's the aesthetic that we're going for and i described it in words so i didn't even show her like a mood board or anything i think she wants me to send that but i was trying to see what they came back with on their own like i didn't want to yeah. like pigeonhole them into what i had in mind because a lot of times if you let other creative people be creative they'll come up with something really great that maybe i hadn't thought of so i purposely just said here's our logo here's the vibe of our property um, here's kind of what we're looking for. And then they came back to me with a few, you know, options. And then I'll say, okay, I kind of like these, how can we customize these to make them a little bit different and work for us? Um, so that's been a really fun conversation to start having. I've been enjoying and talking to them. Yeah. And it's fun to start getting into the design aspects because that's like, that's not what I've been working on, but I will say about the wallpaper. What's really cool is that they, they make the wallpaper, it's customized to fit your wall. So you send them the dimensions of the wall that you're wallpapering. And when the wallpaper comes to you, it is already cut to that specific wall dimensions. And they're cut into strips and they're labeled. And so it's like, this is strip one, two, three, four, five. And so like, that's amazing. Like <laughs> yes, yes. I just got, I lit, like, I, I wish I had a picture to show you guys. Um, I just got all of the boxes in for the hotel and I had them delivered to my home. So I of course could like check them and everything. And we are still having like a lot of construction going on up there, but we're about to start installing wallpaper and how much of a breeze it's going to be because every box is one room and it's like, it literally has them labeled. And I was like, this is fantastic. Um, I don't know if any of you've worked with crews before, 
but sometimes even though you think you explain it the best way possible of uh, sometimes things just don't happen right so for it to be like instructions with the box that have the picture of the wall with the numbers and it's like this is what you do it's just phenomenal and That's again really you can't nice. beat the designs they come up with yeah right so do you i don't even know does it does it need glue applied or is it like self-adhesive do you know i think that um it's just like kind of like the old-fashioned wallpaper so um you would just run it through water and so it does have the adhesive on it so you run it through water and put it's it up. Got and it on the back after you run through water. Okay. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um Very exciting. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm super excited. Yeah. I saw I did see the picture Kyle posted of your boxes that had come in and that looks yes. like a lot. <laughs> but it's gonna yeah, be so cool. it is. Um, it is. We still we have one more shipment coming in, so more boxes to come. Yeah, yeah. So we um we did finalize our logo um and i'm going to order a coming soon banner and i'm going to make it like really big and put it across the front of one of the buildings um just to kind of let the community know like what's what's coming because i don't know about you but like when we drive through a town and there's something under construction we always read the fence like what's going to be going in here like we want to know um, mm -hmm. and so I think that'll be a really great way to just create buzz and conversation around the community. And I know, um, we heard, uh, Mike Shogren mentioned that he was having, um, he's got a, a construction fence that's going to go up across the front of his, and he is actually doing a giant banner that is the rendering of what the exterior of the building is going to look like. So when you drive past the fence, you're going to be looking at a banner that is a picture of what the completed project will look like. I'm not going quite to that extent, but that sounded really cool. Like what a neat yeah. idea. That I is really cool. I bet like that. We, so we have it, but we're actually working on um, like part of what we've been working on this week is working with getting some quotes out from some different companies for the sign that will go up. So our idea is to go ahead and replace that sign. So uh, essentially the same thing, right? So that people will know that it's that it is new. But um, something that we're actually kind of working on the background in right now um, is that we are going to have a massive like block party for a grand opening. Yeah. So because we are actually partnering with a lot of businesses in the area. So um, we have a friend that's a DJ that's already blocked the dates for like our perspective opening weekend. And we're just going to throw a massive party and um, we're going to have some friends and family come and stay to give us some feedback on everything. And we are going to just literally have a parking lot, grill out, give away food, let people look at the rooms and, and go from there because i think again like our community is having like a big gentrification so we're not doing like the banner thing but we are creating buzz by partnering with vendors and again like the signage but and i did not realize i don't know if you've quoted them but signs are stupid expensive i um, saw your quote that was stupid 20, <laughs> i'm not yeah, saying yeah, you shouldn't yeah. do it because you have to do it but like yeah. $24,000 is, um, so we just have like, currently it, it's a terrible sign, but um, it's a very odd shaped sign with the logo up there. So our idea is to knock that off and get a rectangular sign with our logo, the mallard on there. And it's gonna cost $24,000 to do it. 
And so now we're trying to figure out how we can outsource some of these things to save money. And I think that we may have um, we may have found a piece yesterday that can save us about fifteen thousand dollars. So, um, which yeah. is a massive chunk. And I noticed that part of yours was labor, like almost half. Yes, twelve thousand. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so and we're finding that. For those of you going through this that kind of stuff and you're like looking for contractors, um, I will uh, throw this out there just so you have this. Um, specifically in our area, the way that they're quoting jobs is like they double whatever it's going to be in materials. So it's like $12,000 in materials is going to be $12,000 in labor. Yep. So um, if you're going through and like you are you have a hotel or any other deal and like you have to have big jobs like this done. That was that is kind of like our new rule of thumb to like project the estimated cost of things is literally say, okay, this is the material. If we're contracting it out, we're going to double the price. Um, yeah. so that you know, um, but just a that's that's a perfect way to do it. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to, um, actually in two weeks after this we will have um, my contractor on our podcast and she will probably have some insight and some things to say about that. So I'm excited to, to get her take on that. Um, for our sign, I know yours is like a, yours has like the tube lights inside and then you put the two panels on the exterior. Right. And I think yes. that's why it's probably so expensive. Ours is just a monument sign. Um, part of it's stone, which we won't be touching, and then part of it's wood, which we will replace with our new logo. Um, but that wood piece will probably be less expensive than doing those panels that go on, on the light. And then we have external lights that shine onto this uh, wood piece. So um, that will probably, I'll, I'll be excited to share with you what it ends up costing me in the end. I'm not quite to that point of having that quoted yet, but um, just yeah one of those things that like when you're talking about renovating rooms you don't always think about some of those yeah things, right no absolutely absolutely we um same so uh some other things that we've been working on this past week are um design wise like it's time for us like to do tile and everything or i mean tile can kind of wait um especially for bathrooms right um and we have been pushing it off because it, the pricing um we just wanted to get it better and so we have went through, I think this is probably the eighth time that we've had it quoted from different companies um, locally and just anybody that we knew of big companies too. Like we were just trying to go through anything. So um, my husband was actually able to make a connection with someone um, through someone that works for us um, just from a previous employment. And we were able to save $40,000 on flooring and tile. This That's week. incredible. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> huge yeah, I mean, yeah yeah absolutely so um forty thousand dollars is is amazing and then we learned um some great learning pieces from that where we learned about different uh flooring options for um hotels versus regular homes and like what they offer and uh all of that so uh so some great conversations and again great um knowledge came out of that that we now can have for our next project as well um as well as a new relationship with somebody that can, we know can save us money because yeah. um, we were going with someone for flooring um, that we've used 
on 10 different houses. And uh, this guy beat his quote by $12,000. So, um, I mean, you can't, you just, I mean, you have to make a good business move at that point, right, Mm -hmm. to, uh, for that. So that, that's been going on for us. Um, Again, they are, they are finishing up, um, move, like, again, cleaning out some of the rooms for dust and everything, because wallpaper is about to go in. And then um, I just did links. So I will back carry up on links. Um, presentation is great. Interface is nice. Um, I am working on getting our cabins online first, um, as we are still replacing doors at the hotel. So this is my test run to get all the kinks out before the hotel. Goes yeah. Alive. So you'll test out the link system on the cabins first to see how you like it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think give my team enough time to really familiarize so that when we do have 40 locks going on at one time, mm-hmm. um, it's much easier. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we've got that going on and um, yeah, my other piece I have going on is now I'm getting in the nitty gritty for ordering items and we're using Minoan. Um, I'm, I'm still kind of torn on some things like we, Carrie and I are having a conversation with another friend yesterday, uh, Cam Snyder, who was actually on a podcast recently. And, um, she used host GPO and I, I'm interested to see what the differences are between host GPO and Minoan. Um, however, I'm kind of thick and deep into the process of Minoan, but I think also, um, for the vibe for the hotel that we're going for, I think that Minoan makes sense because we're wanting to offer that experience so um so i think that i'm just gonna like i think i'm just gonna go with them but i would be interested to the next time um i would be interested the next time to uh you know possibly do host gpo i'm sorry guys my dog is trying to no uh, problem well and i think our our cleaning team's here so (laughs) no problem i think the big thing that you know that has me torn is that um, for the particular furniture line that I might be looking at, I think the discounts are going to be better with host GPO, but there's no opportunity Mm -hmm. to monetize that. If a guest wants to um, purchase product going forward, that's the cool thing for those that don't know about Minoan. um, They, once you order product from them, it gets stored in a database and then they create like an online store for your uh, STR or boutique hotel to basically be a showroom for purchasing those um, furniture pieces. And so someone can scan a QR code while they're staying with you and purchase something and you get a percentage of the sales because you've basically been the the furniture showroom for, um, for that furniture company. So it's really a neat opportunity. And so I love Minoan for that reason. I just need to kind of weigh the, you know, the pros and cons of like, okay, the discounts are more significant somewhere else, but maybe, maybe monetizing the sales will, will outweigh that in the long term. I don't know. Um, so something yeah. to think about for sure, but yeah, I'm excited yeah. To, to see how that goes for you guys. I know that, um, Cam had mentioned that she struggled with some of the logistics and coordination with furniture delivery, but that was not, um, host GPO's fault. Right. That was the, the actual furniture company that they were that they were purchasing. Yep. So, um, so that doesn't have me as, as scared as, um, you know, yeah. I'm not worried about that. Like we'll figure out the logistics, but 
Um, right. Yeah. And I think like for, for me, I, I, again, like you said, I love the offering that experience where people can like shop the room, shop the look. And then additionally, um, what I've liked is Minoan's kind of been able to take some things off my plate by sourcing with those particular vendors to make sure things are in stock and what their lead times are and everything. So um, as, as we're going through this, cause like, you know, as you're raising money and like you're going through, um, uh, you know, when you have to choose the avenue in which that money needs to be dispersed, um, you know, appropriately in the times that it has to be dispersed, you have to make like, you know, specific decisions on what you're going to do. So we've been, they've been really great about our timelines and, and when things need to be ordered and um, like working with us to like really uh, segregate um, into different like, you know, sections and categories on things that need to go first, things that need to go second, um, based on lead times, availability and all that. So it's been really nice to. Yeah, that's to really good. I, and I think you bring up a good point. Like if you have a bank of X number of dollars to deploy for furnishings and you don't want to order everything at the same time, you're you're going to need to order the things that have a longer lead time first. Right. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, where are you guys storing everything when it comes? I was planning to get like a, um, a, a movable um, storage trailer, like a pod or something similar, and just have it parked in the parking lot and put everything in there until everything arrives before we would start trying to do the build out. What are your, what are you guys thinking? Like literally it's going to have to be the same thing. And so like currently things that have come in, um, we do have extra rooms that are like cleared out. Um, but we know they're going to be like last on the list to finish. So like we're currently storing things there until we can move them. But yeah, it's going to have to be the same thing because we just don't have the storage availability on site right now. Um, so, but currently they're all just in one big room. <laughs> and that's it yeah so um so yeah but well and but again it's what's really nice though is as we get into the bigger furniture if again we can do it at the right time then our um the teams with minoan will deliver it and deliver it to the rooms oh that's awesome so, okay very yeah. cool yeah so we're trying to wait on some of the bigger items so that they'll they'll be able to take it right to the room put it where we need it and go on That'll be good. That'll be good. Um, yep. Well, I don't think I have anything else. Is there anything else you want to share that you've been doing this week? Um, nope, that's it. We're, we are rocking and rolling. But yeah, we're glad to be able to come and give you guys an update of what we have going on in real time. And then um, we'll do this soon again, um, just to keep everybody updated on our projects. Yeah, absolutely. And so next week we have um, another boutique hotel operator um, who's had her uh, boutique hotel live, I think for almost six months now. Um, she's going to be coming on next week to share her story. And she seems like an amazing person. Um, we just met this past week um, through our mastermind, but she was so much fun to talk with on the phone yesterday. And I can't wait to have her on next week. And then the following week um, is my contractor. So she's going to, I'm sure, have a lot to share um, from a little bit different perspective, right? Because we're all coming from this uh, perspective as being like the um, the founder, the operator, the owner, the investor, and she's coming in from like, oh gosh, I'm I'm the one who has to wrangle you girls, right? Like, <laughs> so um, yeah. so she should she should be a really fun guest to have. So anyway, um, awesome. thank you all for joining us today. Yep, yep. Thanks, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.